0: The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning. With John Leonetti. that Broadcast School has really paid off. Deacon Mark Campbell. Mark Amadeo. Ooh yeah. And Deacon Tony Valdez.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today here on this Thursday, December 21st. The Iowa Catholic Radio Morning Show. I'm John Leonetti. Uh, we got a great show in store for you today. Coming up, uh, Deacon Mark Campbell is going to be sitting in for uh, Deacon Randy Keel to prepare us for the first and/or second reading for uh, this Sunday. So it will not be actually Christmas, but it'll be the fourth Sunday in ordinary, or excuse me, in, uh, in Advent. And um, boy, it's it's the shortest week of Advent you're ever going to experience. But uh, now, Deacon. Um, Deacon Mark is going to have that for us today. Instead of Deacon Randy, Father P.J. McManus is going to be in, pastor of Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines, going to be uh, talking about uh, three questions that have been sent to him already. He is well prepared for these three questions uh, from you, our faithful listeners. He'll have the answers for our Ask Father P.J. segment. All right, Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering prayer.
2: God, our Father, we offer you our day We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen.
1: Amen. Deacon Mark Campbell, now with your good news story of the day. Well, John, we had so much fun yesterday.
3: Uh, I I came across, I had a story in hand, and then uh, a a news story broke yesterday. And so I'm going to give you the choice. Do you okay. want to hear about Legos or Hulk Hogan this
1: morning? Well, I, I saw Hogan, so I'm, I'm intrigued on Legos, but I, I feel like most people are going to want to hear about Hogan.
3: <laughs> well, and I did my best uh, effort to uh, practice my Hogan voice this morning, yeah. You know, Ooh. because there's a couple quotes in here, but Good. Uh, but yes, American wrestler Hulk Hogan announced on Instagram Wednesday that he had been baptized in a special ceremony at the Indian Rocks Baptist Church in Florida. Total surrender and dedication to Jesus is the greatest day of my life, The 70-year-old posted. (laughs) Along with footage of the baptism, no worries, no hate, no judgment,
1: only love. There you go.
3: Hogan's wife, Sky Daily Hogan, also took part in the baptism, which involved fully submerging themselves in a large body of water. American wrestler Hulk Hogan announced that um, he has been outspoken about his Christian beliefs in the past. And the professional wrestler went on to say that he accepted Christ as his savior at 14 years old, and the training, prayers, and vitamins kept him in the game. But now that he is one with God, the main event theme of surrender, service, and love makes makes him the real main event that can slam any giant of any size through the power of my Lord and Savior. And so it is. <laughs> and so it is even now, brother. Mm. Amen. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, his quote on X yesterday. Yeah. So it's been a year of, I feel like, a lot of famous uh, or celebrity conversions. You know, Finding you, the Lord. You know, Shia, Shia LaBeouf, she, is that how, how you say his name? Shia, the actor. He played uh, Padre Pio in the, uh, oh, oh, the movie. Oh, this oh okay, yeah. And uh, he, he converted to Catholicism through his preparation for, for that movie. Kat Von D, another celebrity, converted from, uh, she was an outspoken atheist to uh, Christianity this last year, and recently comedian and actor, Rob Schneider. Few, I saw that. Uh, he, uh, he he became Catholic, and uh, Jordan Peterson, his wife, uh, announced her conversion. So it's been a, a very interesting year of uh, of people finding God and, and uh, surrendering. The, is the, the
1: more, uh, the merrier. so Bring him in. That's right. Yeah, bring him in. I, it d- doesn't matter when you find the Lord, as long as you find him, and hopefully uh, wish the best for Hulk Hogan.
3: Yeah. Well, and it's not easy, right? To 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 live a a life of faith publicly, because uh, there is, certainly the adversary would like to nothing more than to to humiliate those who who profess, you know, Christ in such a public way. But uh, yeah, there it prayers is. Prayers for him and, and all those who are uh, uh, in the your OCIA programs at your parishes. Cool. There's. Uh, Uh, You know, we had some great stories earlier this fall, but let's go now to a scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo.
4: Today's scoreboard update is brought to you by Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, a Catholic-owned and operated funeral home with locations in Urbandale, Adel, and Winterset. CaldwellParish.com. In sports on your Thursday morning, last night, women's college basketball, non-conference game up in Ames, and it was Iowa State defeating Northern Iowa 87-70 at Hilton Coliseum in Ames. The Cyclones improved their record to 7-4, while Northern Iowa loses its eighth straight game. Their record now falls to 1-8. Last night, men's college basketball in Iowa City, and it was the Iowa Hawkeyes defeating the University of Maryland-Baltimore County by a score of 103-8. 81. The Hawkeyes improved their record to 7-5. and five. Tonight, men's college basketball, non-conference games for Iowa State and Northern Iowa. In Ames tonight, it will be Iowa State hosting Eastern Illinois. They'll tip off at 7 o'clock, Iowa State with a record of 9-2. While Northern Iowa travels to Northern Illinois, 7 o'clock tip-off in DeKalb, Illinois. And both games will be televised on ESPN+ women's college basketball today drake on the road at north dakota they'll tip off at noon at grand forks north dakota the bulldogs record is six and four and tonight women's college basketball the fourth-ranked iowa hawkeyes are home against loyola of chicago they'll tip off at five o'clock at carver hawkeye arena in iowa city Loyal of Chicago has won four straight. Their record is six and four. While the fourth-ranked Iowa women have won eight in a row, and their record is eleven and one. And finally, tonight, NFL Thursday Night Football, kicking off Week Number Sixteen in the NFL, has the New Orleans Saints at the Los Angeles Rams. They'll kick off at seven fifteen from Inglewood, California. The game will be televised on Prime Video. Both teams with records of seven and seven. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo.
3: Thank you, Mark. And here's a look at our Iowa Catholic Radio Network forecast for today. Cloudy, a slight chance of rain this morning, then uh, also a chance this afternoon. Highs in the upper 40s. Overnight, cloudy with a 50% chance of rain. Patchy fog after midnight, but near steady temperatures in the mid-40s. Tomorrow, Friday, cloudy with a 50% chance of rain. Areas of fog in the morning. Uh, lingering fog in the afternoon, and highs in the lower 50s. Currently around the listening area, it's mostly cloudy to cloudy conditions. Des Moines, 39 degrees, Pellet, at 40, Creston, 44, and our Iowa Catholic Radio Network community of the day is Albia, cloudy at 42 degrees this morning. Today's forecast brought to you by Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry located just behind Allen Catholic High School at 1073rd Street in West Des Moines. Learn more at WestgateDentalIA.com.
1: All right. Thank you, Deacon Mark. I'll tell you, uh, yes, we are walking into, of course, still Advent here, but in a few days, the fourth Sunday of Advent. Now, this is obviously going to be a little different. We're going to have not a week for the uh, fourth week of Advent. It's going to be just about a day. Some of you are going to be going to Mass, quote unquote, on the same day, not liturgical day, but you'd be going on the same day um, on, on the calendar. But uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, there'd be two times for us to be able to make Mass, uh, one Saturday night or Sunday morning. Uh, and, and make sure to check with your parish, by the way, on those times, because uh, some of them have changed. And over at St. Pius, they changed drastically for this weekend uh, and, and rightfully so. There's going to be a lot of a lot of masses, a lot of people kind of coming in and out, and then uh, of course there'll be Christmas Eve mass and then Christmas Day mass. So you'll you'll pick one of each of those. I've seen some parishes actually put together like a card that says do this and this or this and this sort of thing. So help people kind of understand a little bit because it can be a little confusing sometimes in in the liturgical way. All right, Deacon Mark Campbell, you got the uh, first and/or second reading for us this morning.
3: Yeah, the uh, I think the first reading is it gives us plenty to uh, reflect on. This is for the on.
1: fourth Sunday
3: of Advent, by the way. Correct. That's uh, that's that's what I have pulled up. That's what I read last night. That's what I fell asleep uh, thinking about. Um, but what we have the here dedication. Is, well, in you, I mean uh, the dedication.
1: <laughs> Look at this
3: guy. Uh, well, after you humiliated me yesterday on the air with the 12 days of Christmas, um, you, you know, I was I was halfway expecting a, a note from the bishop saying I'd been traded to the uh, uh, to, to an Omaha diocese know, for a bag of chips. And those are tough. <laughs>
1: There's only one that wasn't is, uh, you so got that one wrong, too. <laughs> <laughs> OK, go ahead.
3: Uh, The message Nathan delivers to uh, David is called the dynastic oracle uh, and is prompted by David's intention to build a house for the Lord, like David's own house of cedar. But David is told, in effect, not to bother building a house for the Lord. Rather, the Lord will make a house for him. So we're given a um, a glimpse of of the foreshadowing of of Christ the Savior coming. It's why uh, the Jewish people had the... um, you know, the the anticipation for a Messiah coming because this promise was made to David that uh, this house that the Lord would build would not be a, a house of, of a structure, but uh, a, a lineage, a line of succession that, uh, you know, he would his family would would keep hold of the throne. And, and at one day, at, you know, one time in the relationship there is is a father son relationship. And that's what's our, our, what we'll hear in that reading. And we see that fulfilled uh, with the uh, with the coming of Christ, the Christ child and uh, his, his entry into the world as our Savior from the line of David. So this is a um, a prophetic uh, foreshadowing of, of what is to come.
1: And what, what is here also, right? The, the house that the Lord dwells in, we, we call that the church, right? So, uh, you know, of course, he tells, tells his servant David to do as such, and as you said, this is the... Kind of the, the the prefiguring or helping us understand what is to come and 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 what will come for the second coming was uh, as you just said Deacon Mark. All right, Second Samuel, first reading for this Sunday. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it was that. Was a pleasure. All right. When we come back, we're going to. Uh, by the way, second half hour, we're going to get back to uh, Deacon Mark, and we're going to do. Uh, uh, we got three more months. No, we only got three months done yesterday, oh, three months so we done got, yesterday. We got, so we we got a uh, nine months to plow through okay, in the we next gotta, two days. So. We're doing some memories, all right? We've Looking made back. memories, and, and not just on this show, but just on the station in general. So uh, I actually had some good comments from that the other day. So, Father PJ McManus, when we come back, we've got three questions. I might even be able to sneak a fourth one in there. Pastor of Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines, ask Father PJ next. Don't go anywhere. John Lennetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
5: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home.
6: Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at GoldenRulePHC.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by
4: Integrative Psychology Services, a private practice of Catholic therapists offering individual and family therapy for adults and adolescents. Learn more at intpsychology.com.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com.
0: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic-owned and operated, Laser Home Services has been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com.
6: Support for programming comes from M Squared Spa in West Des Moines. Catholic owned and operated, Mary McDermott offers massage therapy and aesthetic services to help people achieve whole body wellness. Learn more at msquaredspa.com.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formalware. In business since 1951 with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formalware, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffington's.com.
7: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry. Located at 1073rd Street, Suite 1 in West Des Moines, just behind Dowling Catholic High School. Learn more
0: at westgatedentalia.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on
1: Iowa Catholic Radio. St. Jose Maria Escriva said, This time of Advent is a time for hope. These great horizons of our Christian vocation, this unity of life built on the presence of God, our Father, can and ought to be a daily reality in Advent. Ask Our Lady, along with me, to make it come true try to imagine how she spent these months waiting for her son to be born and our lady holy mary will make of you alter christus ipse christus another christ christ himself there you go let's go to our next guest father pj McManus. hello father good morning Johnny. good morning to you oh you're gonna have a busy weekend man
0: can you guess what I am doing right now as we speak?
1: Oh, making ice cream.
0: I am. I am. Are you really? A hot, a hot soap hot making <laughs> making roasted chestnut ice cream
1: for the holidays. Oh, I love it. I love it. This guy, you you should see his his freezer, folks. I mean, he, he's got every kind of the weirdest kinds too. I mean, he he does not discriminate. They got all all flavors you can ever imagine. Of ice cream. Christmas
0: time we do you know we've got we've got roasted chestnut uh, uh, boozy eggnog and, uh, and 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 cranberry relish all on, nice. all on
1: tap. ooh cranberry relish yeah. right I might actually try time. that I, I wouldn't try the real thing but I might try the ice cream so all right we've got our uh, we got our three questions here that are have come in and this, I love I love this first one I love this first one all right father PJ in your view what makes a good priest?
0: I don't know, Johnny. In your view, what makes a good husband? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I and, and then I feel like your response should be: ask Teresa. Wait, maybe don't. <laughs> um, right. You know, the, the, like, i, I n- n- not to push the metaphor too far here, right? But um, but priests are a bit like ice cream. Uh, they're they're all different, but that isn't to say they can't all be good. Hmm. So uh, y- y- you know, and, and the reason I, 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 I use the analogy with. Um, with marriage, with husbanding, right, is because um, uh, what makes for a good husband for one person may well be very different than for another person. So what I'm saying is there's no single one way to be a priest, right? Um, but, uh, But obviously... Like there, are, there, are, there are qualities that would, be, that, 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 that would be accessible for all husbands across all sort of circumstances, and the same is true for the priesthood. And so, um, you know, I'd say, uh, in my view, what makes for a good priest is a man after the heart of Jesus. So first and foremost, he's a man of deep personal faith who is keenly aware of what, what Christ has done in his life and, and, and therefore his own ongoing need for grace and redemption. Um, he's a man who's aware of his own sinfulness and and doesn't try and hide it, but is, is, is simply working to overcome it uh, in the community of faith. He's a man with a deep love and appreciation for the Church herself, uh, for her teaching, for her rites, for her practices and her devotions. Um, He's a man given over to whatever ministry uh, he's been assigned to, and it's particular to his vocation. So, so uh, uh, a, a, a priest-monk living in an abbey is, is, is doing very different kind of work than what I'm doing here at Christ the King. Um, but that doesn't mean they can't both be really good priests. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, fundamentally, I, 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 I think a priest, a good priest, is one who wants to be better. Probably uh, the good priest is the one that knows he's not that great of a priest no. because he wants to be better.
1: I, I was going to say a priest who goes to confession regularly and prays every single day, and hmm? you know, it's it, 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 it's almost like it's like you said before. It's not as different for me than you. Of course, it, things are going to be lived out in different ways, but the church has really kind of given us the foundations, and that's that's for priests too. <laughs> We forget that, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You, you <laughs> uh, don't trust a priest who doesn't pray.
2: Yeah. Oh.
0: Don't trust a priest who doesn't think his own sins don't stink. Yeah. Like those, those would be the two biggest, the two biggest counsels I'd have for people. Um, uh, I, I really think, and some of this, you know the The kind of priests we need in particular times may actually change somewhat based on the needs of the times right um, but uh but I really think today um what 's called for in the priests so especially active priests for either in parishes or doing doing you know work out in the community um, they need to be authentic yeah. people people can smell inauthenticity like a hundred miles out, mm-hmm. so like don't try and fake it um. And so on that score, you know, when priests are able to share their own suffering with their people, not in a a healthy or inappropriate way, but but just be very honest, like, I'm having a tough time right now, I think that can actually be really healthy for for a parish, for a community.
1: I think so, too. I think so, too. Good answers, Father. Uh, Question number two has come in. What would life be like if Adam and Eve didn't eat from the tree?
0: So... The short answer is we don't know, because none of us have ever lived in that kind of a world, right? Yeah. Um, but what, what would you be like if your parents weren't your parents? Oh, <laughs> well, you, you, you wouldn't be you in the way that we can currently recognize you. Right. Um, right. Uh, you know, as, as, as theologians have speculated about this in the past, especially people like Aquinas and Augustine, um, uh, there is certainly a sense that the, what we perceive as inherent disorder in the world would not be present. So that so that things would fulfill their intended function better, um, and this would mean things like our bodies would naturally do what we want them to do better, and that while well, while age might um, might imply maturity, it wouldn't imply uh, sort of decrepitude. So we we we'd like get better as we got older, but not then hit sort of. Plateau and then start getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and there and there are other ideas about about, about other things. Like, like Aquinas thinks that perhaps um, we wouldn't have hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, <Woo! laughs> specifically, there he's talking about. He's not talking about if Adam and Eve had not fallen. He's talking about uh, about resurrected bodies. But but the idea would be the same here. He, because hair is ah! dead. Right. But yeah. then we see it. What what that what's poking out of our skin is, is already dead. And, and you wouldn't have dead things in that kind of a context. I think the better way to think about it is something like this. There are moments in nature when we can see things functioning as they ought. Um, there is a, a, a ashfall. um nebraska uh, uh, up across from Sioux city um this the, uh, this giant ash pit where these uh, prehistoric animals all died, and you can see this mama buffalo or something um, and her baby died nursing like so so they' they're still cuddled up together ten thousand years later or something mm. okay, that looks like nature functioning properly, mama animals taking care of baby animals um and and yet um, some baby animals eat their way outside of the mama animal. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. without the fall. <laughs> like that—that's that, the kind of thing that the, that the fathers of the church would look at. Really interesting. Um, but but fundamentally, like stuff would just work better.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, would, would we? Would there have been a heaven still, or would this have been the heavens that God created?
0: So this certainly would have been the he- wouldn't would have been the heavens, because God created the heavens and the earth to stink, yeah. and he related to the man and the woman differently uh, uh, than he-, he appears to have related to the heavenly court. So, um, so like, on that score, um, things w- uh, w- wouldn't have been different. But we don't know what the relationship between heaven and earth w- would have been like. Hmm. Uh, because God, you know, God and the man walked freely in the cool of the evening, well, he appears not to do that now. So, yeah. so, so, like, we 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 don't know what those sorts of things would be like.
1: Interesting question number three for Father PJ. Ask Father PJ segment. Why is life so easy for some people and so difficult for others?
2: Hmm.
0: Well, see the previous question. Yeah, <laughs> because we live in a fallen world. Because not one of us is untouched by sin, um, and because. Um, you know, sometimes I think uh, in an effort to avoid what, what, what maybe gets perceived as like creeping socialism, um, some of us can kind of push back on critiques that involve structures. So when we talk about structures of sin or structures of prejudice or something like that, we say, ah, come on, like structures don't have their own identity or something. Um, I, like, I don't, it's hard for me to accept those arguments in good faith. Um, I've never met a family that doesn't have its own species of dysfunction. Yeah. Um, and every institution or organization in the world uh, has sinful people running it. So I don't know why we would think the institutions that we run wouldn't similarly be sinful. The church certainly isn't immune to this, right? We, we, we know about those problems, right? And So, so I think on this score, right, um, uh, we, we wind up participating – in the sinful character of the world, which is what makes other people's life bad, right? So, 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 so why do some people have it easier than others? Because some people sin. That isn't to say that the people that have it harder are the sinners, but, but if bad things are happening sort of that are beyond your control and that are not simply biological, then there's somebody someplace responsible for it. Mm. And, um, and, and, and that can't be fixed with sort of wave of a hand or a magic wand or something. Um and, and and that's why the church has a social teaching to say, Hey guys, like if we're gonna if we're gonna make the world better, if we're not, if we're gonna strive for holiness not only as individuals but as a community, if we're gonna make the world more just and and and, and, and after the plan of, of God's own heart, um, that means conversion individual and collective.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I, I just want to caution the listener, too, and, and just all of us, right, you know, it, it, you may perceive that other people have their lives all together, you know, but I'm a mess, and, and, and Father PJ is, too. We all are. Every every priest you see, we're all a mess because we're all sinners, but as uh, Father PJ said uh, earlier, uh, it's a matter of acknowledging it and professing it to the Lord, but don't, don't, don't just kind of think oh, everyone else is... Everyone else is kind of kumbaya on it, and here I am suffering in my misery. It might be what you see on Facebook, but it, it ain't the way. It ain't the way reality is. So just a just a quick little sidebar there for everyone, Father. Beautiful. Would you give us your blessing?
0: Sure. May the passion of the Lord Jesus, who graces us with his birth, in the coming days. The merits and prayers of the Blessed Virgin and St. Joseph, who likewise wait in hope, and of all the saints, grant that whatever good you do or suffering you endure would heal you all of your sins, help you to grow in holiness, and bring you to everlasting life, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
1: By Amen. the way, by the way, I can just see you collapsing in your bed after this weekend <laughs> of math. I can just see you. I, on Tuesday... You need to sleep all day long, all right. I hope you, I hope you guys over there have a, some kind of off day and every priest that hears me, don't bother your priests on Tuesday. I, I just I can't <laughs> imagine. Enjoy the ice cream, well, father.
0: We'll, 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 we'll still be open for confessions and for mass and confessions Tuesday night so that if you have a if you have a slip up during Christmas we'll take care of you. but but what but, but the rest of us will be asleep.
1: Talk about someone who likes the suffering. Father PJ. McManus, everyone. We'll talk to you soon, Father. He yeah. <laughs> you know, always charitably gives of himself um, to, to the people of God over there, and and our pastors just do. I mean, I look at my pastor, Father Matthew, and uh, Father Daniel over at St. Pius, and I, I, I'm I'm biased obviously because it's it's my home church. But look at these these priests, man, they are just they're they're, they're working hard for the Lord. Make sure to remember them, um, not just you know gifts and everything, which is good, but uh, in your prayer for this weekend. All right, second half hour, we're going to do a little more reminiscing, everyone. And uh, we're going to have Father Earth, excuse me, Deacon Mark Campbell back in the studio to talk about uh, the last. Well, we covered the first three years of uh, of this last year. And we're going to cover some more uh, of kind of a, a best of for the year uh, segment of all things Iowa Catholic Radio. So we had some fun with it yesterday. Make sure to stick around with it when we come back. All right, don't go anywhere. Let's go right now to Father with today's gospel and
6: reflection. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out in those days and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. The Gospel ends today with Elizabeth's words to Mary, Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The spirit with which we enter into this Advent and Christmas season is one of deep, deep faith. That is belief that in the words of God, belief in the promises of God, that these are absolutely true. That what God has said he will do, he absolutely will do because God is a God of truth who can neither deceive nor be deceived. And he will not go back on his word. This is what Mary believed when she said yes to the Lord's promise, that he who was making this promise would not take back his love, would not take back his word, nor would he take back his presence and saving help and his helping grace along the whole way. Let us also enter into this spirit of faith. Ask for an increase of faith this Advent and Christmas season that what was spoken to us by the Lord, all of his promises to us, will be fulfilled. May God bless you, and let us continue praying for each other. Support for programming is provided by Gregory Waddle from Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors. Is your financial portfolio pro-life? Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors offers investment products designed for faith-based investors. Seek to align your faith and your finances with a portfolio that does not benefit from abortion, contraception, human cloning, or embryonic stem cell research. Visit kofcassetadvisors.org. kofcassetadvisors.org. Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors is an SEC registered investment advisor. Investment products are not guaranteed and may lose value.
5: Would you like to get more involved as a volunteer? InterVisions Healthcare empowers at-risk women facing an unplanned pregnancy to make life-affirming decisions. But our nursing staff can't do it alone. Our unplanned pregnancy clinic seeks dedicated advocates, receptionists, and nursing volunteers to meet the needs of hundreds of at-risk patients we see each year. If you are a people person who wants to help moms with unplanned pregnancies, contact us today at 515-440-2273 or visit ivhcare.org.
0: The Catholic Morning Show on
1: Iowa Catholic Radio. St. John Paul II said, In Advent, we await an event which occurs in history and at the same time transcends it. As it does every year, this event will take place on the night of the Lord's birth. The shepherds will hasten to the stable in Bethlehem. Later, the magi will arrive from the east. Both the one and the other, in a certain sense, symbolize the entire human family. The exhortation that rings out in today's liturgy, let us go joyfully to meet the Lord, spreads to all countries, to all continents, among every people and nation. So here we are, friends, just like the magi, just like the shepherds, all, all descending upon the Lord Jesus' birth for all the human family. A Savior has been born. Well, we'll be born. We're still in Advent. We're waiting. We're waiting. I can't wait. All right. Coming up, we're going to uh, talk more. Uh, a kind of a best of for the year, uh, if you will. Looking at all things Iowa Catholic Radio and some big highlights for us. We made it through about three months yesterday. So we got got a laundry list of other things to, uh, to reminisce about as well. So we had some fun with it, and we will here in just a few minutes. Steak and Tony. That's us hey, We have got. a couple
2: celebrating their anniversary today. Nice. It's Susan and Jeff Thompson. so happy anniversary to them and for all the others who are celebrating birthdays or celebrating wedding anniversaries, let us pray. God of all creation, we offer you grateful praise for the lives of those who recall today the special occasion of rejoicing in your gifts of life, and love, family and friends. We humbly ask you to hear their prayers and grant them their hearts' desires in accordance with your holy will. Continue to bless them with your presence and surround them with your love, that they may enjoy many happy years, all of them pleasing to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Deacon Tony. Deacon Mark, now with your community spotlight. Uh, John, ever been to Albia? Yes. All right. Got a parish mission there.
3: Another another check in the box. Yep. Or, uh, yeah. Where in the world has John Leonetti been there? Spoken. <laughs> albia is a city in the uh, county of Monroe in the, the southeastern part of the state. Population three thousand seven hundred twenty-one at the last twenty twenty census. City is known for its historic square and citywide Victorian architecture. In the annual Restoration Days celebrated, uh, which commemorates the refurbishment of the square in the town, which began in the mid sixties. Albia was incorporated as a town in 1856, and the town was named after Albia, New York, the former home of an early settler. Mm. In 1874, the residents of the area organized as a mission church by purchasing a frame building formerly used by the uh, Episcopal congregation and located on Benton Avenue East in the 1890s. They were served by a priest from nearby Centerville. By 1904, St. Mary's membership had increased significantly and a resident priest was appointed. The Episcopal Congregation repurchased the building they had previously owned and had it moved to another location. The building of the new St. Mary's Church was completed later that year and the land purchased for St. Mary's Cemetery. In 1954, a school was established and was staffed by the Sisters of Humility, and the school remained open until the early 70s. Construction of a new church, Social Hall and Rectory, began in 1979 and was finished the following year on 21 acres on the west side of Albia. First Mass was celebrated May 11th, 1980, and the church was formally dedicated in February of 1981. St. Mary's was served by priests of the Diocese of Davenport until 1999, when missionaries of the Precious Blood were requested by the diocese to provide pastoral service to the parish. They are served currently by Father Mark Yates, uh, and Sharon Kroll serves as a pastoral associate. They have Mass at 9 a.m. Christmas morning. I, I had a, they had a funny little joke in their bulletin, John. Yes. You ready for this? Yes. Yeah mariah carey is opening her christmas present inside she finds a deed to an undeveloped plot of land that is zoned residential disappointed she set the deed down and said i don't want a lot for christmas
1: ah hmm look at you look at you
3: (laughs) hey i i just i'm just here to, to to report okay Let's go to Mark Amadeo please, with the scoreboard Please go update. to Mark
1: Amadeo with scoreboard update.
3: <laughs> Today's
4: scoreboard update is brought to you by Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, a Catholic-owned and operated funeral home with locations in Urbandale, Adel, and Winterset. CaldwellParish.com. In sports on your Thursday morning, last night, women's college basketball, non-conference game up in Ames. And it was Iowa State defeating Northern Iowa, eighty-seven to seventy, at Hilton Coliseum in Ames. The Cyclones improved their record to seven and four, while Northern Iowa loses its eighth straight game. Their record now falls to one and eight. Last night, men's college basketball in Iowa City, and it was the Iowa Hawkeyes defeating the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, by a score of one hundred three to eighty-one. The Hawkeyes improved their record to seven and five. Tonight, men's college basketball, non-conference games for Iowa State and Northern Iowa. In Ames tonight, it will be Iowa State hosting Eastern Illinois. They'll tip off at 7 o'clock, Iowa State with a record of 9-2. While Northern Iowa travels to Northern Illinois, 7 o'clock tip-off in DeKalb, Illinois. And both games will be televised on ESPN+. Women's college basketball today. Drake on the road at North Dakota. They'll tip off at noon at Grand Forks, North Dakota. The Bulldogs record is 6-4. and four. And tonight, women's college basketball. The fourth-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes are home against Loyola of Chicago. They'll tip off at 5 o'clock at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. Loyola of Chicago has won four straight. Their record is 6-4, and four, while the fourth-ranked Iowa women have won eight in a row, and their record is 11-1. and one. And finally, tonight, NFL Thursday Night Football kicking off Week Number 16 in the NFL has the New Orleans Saints at the Los Angeles Rams. They'll kick off at 7:15 from Inglewood, California. The game will be televised on Prime Video. Both teams with records of seven and seven. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo.
3: Thank you, Mark. And here's a look at our Iowa Catholic Radio Network forecast for today. Cloudy, slight chance of rain this morning. Highs in the upper 40s. Overnight, cloudy with a 50 percent chance of rain. Patchy fog after midnight near steady temperatures in the mid 40s. And tomorrow, Friday, cloudy with a 50 percent chance of rain. Uh, Areas of fog in the morning, patchy fog in the afternoon. Highs in the lower 50s. Currently around the listening area, we've got cloudy conditions, Adel at 39 degrees, Ames at 37 degrees, Centerville at 45, and our Iowa Catholic Radio Network Community of the Day, Albia at 43 degrees. Forecast today brought to you by Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry. Located just behind Dallin Catholic High School at 1073rd Street in West Des Moines. Learn more at
1: westgatedentalia.com. Nice work. Let's go to your saint of the day. This is
4: your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Well, he knew that the turmoil of the times called for the reintroduction of Jesus to his people. Today, we celebrate St. Peter Canisius. He was an early Jesuit missionary in Italy and Germany, though in his writings he accused himself of idleness as a youth. By age 19, Peter had a master's degree from the University of Cologne and was on his way into Jesuit formation. He attended several sessions of the Council of Trent and was so influential in the Counter-Reformation in Germany that he was considered the second apostle to Germany. He wrote a catechism in the common language in simple terms so that everyone could understand the teachings of the church. As a result, lapsed Catholics and those who had bought into the ideas of Martin Luther returned to the Catholic faith. When Peter was canonized in 1925, he was declared a doctor of the church and as many volumes of writings were lifted up as important instruction to the Catholic faithful. Today, we ask St. Peter Canisius to pray for us. Amen. All right, when we come back, more best of for the year, some fun discussion ahead with uh, Deacon Mark and myself. Don't go anywhere. Johnny Netty here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to
4: the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
7: Iowa Catholic Radio is supported by our listeners and business underwriters as we connect listeners to Christ while bridging the gap between the church and the marketplace, seeking God in both. If you own a business that you'd like to use to help further this mission, email deaconmark at iowacatholicradio.com. And we encourage you to thank the many businesses who choose to underwrite programming on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Your presence is vital as we
2: participate in the church and the marketplace, seeking God in both. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formalware. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formalware fitting you for life celebrations. Online at Skeffingtons.com.
5: Support for programming comes from Vitae Family Care, welcoming new patients to their expanded clinic. Doctors Gregory McKernan
3: and Ben Schwab provide personalized health care for the whole family, respecting the dignity of the whole
5: person through every stage of life. Learn more at VitaeFamilyCare.com.
1: Iowa Catholic Radio wants to help you celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. Send us the name and date of the special occasion you want recognized. We'll include them in the Catholic Morning Show, 515-223-1150, or email Deacon Mark at IowaCatholicRadio.com thanks Support for
7: Iowa Catholic Radio funded by Loras College, a nationally ranked Catholic college located in Dubuque on the bluffs of the Mississippi River. Loras College is an innovator and leader in liberal arts education, challenging students to work towards building a more just and ethical world by respecting the human dignity of all. Catholic identity is integrated throughout our curriculum and experiences. Loras College invests in graduate and undergraduate students to light the path toward a better future. Learn more at loras.edu.
5: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Established in Des Moines in 1924, St. Vincent de Paul assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient by helping to remove roadblocks on their journey out of poverty. St. Vincent de Paul helps with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner reentry. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul, svdpdsm.org.
4: The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Happy Advent, everyone. No, we don't say Merry Christmas yet. We say Happy Advent. Christmas is, though, just around the corner. I will tell you, though, at the end of tomorrow's show... To make sure to have yourself a Merry Christmas. Okay? <laughs> I was
3: going to say, come on.
1: But um, I won't wish bah, you.
3: Uh, your, your, your your delivery of the message here has a little
1: bah humbug nah. feel to it. No, no, no. That's the way it is. I'm sorry. you got to sing it. I don't make the rules. You can't just say, have yourself a Merry Christmas. you got to sing that. that. Have yourself. I don't think I can do that. I don't think that is not a highlight, by the way, any singing that I have done for the year as we talk about the year's highlights for Iowa Catholic Radio.
3: Well, that's right. Yesterday we were able to get through uh, through March and we left off with uh, our announcement at there at the end of March of the uh, headliner for the Celebrate Country concert. Uh, it was a little bit of a, a delayed uh, announcement, but it took a little while to get uh, get our artist secured. But he did not disappoint. But we'll get to that uh, actual event here as we move down the road in April. Um, in the Diocese of Davenport, St. Uh, you know, we talk about challenges in the church and, and things that close. They are actually embarking on a new Catholic school over in Bettendorf. St. Joan of Arc will be the name of the future Catholic school in North Bettendorf, based on the unanimous decision of parishioners of Our Lady of Lords and St. John Vianney parishes over there. So that announcement came out in April. In uh, the Diocese of Des Moines, for Easter, 112 people came into the church, just in the Diocese of Des Moines, which is a great number. Excellent. Um, We also learned of the retirement of uh, Archbishop Michael Mm Jekylls. He announced his retirement on uh, April 4th. Also that month, Dr. Henry was installed over at Mercy College of Health Sciences, great uh, partnership with them. And and Doctor Henry continues to be uh, and has been a, a great guest on a couple of our shows. I think you've interviewed him. Have not you, John, or have you not? I'm I know to think. I know he's been in, but yeah, might, I don't might think I was in yeah. when,
1: when that happened. But I did uh, see him at the uh, golf outing, which was great. Yep, yeah, it
3: was great that he stopped by for that. we had uh, Monsignor Bignano at our our April Man Up, and we did our live broadcast from St. August- Augustine's Catholic School, Matt uh in uh, it to kind of close out the month of april so it busy month was a busy month and and you know for us here at the station there was just a lot of planning because uh, we move into the month of may and we
1: had our annual golf outing which yes we did great event what's uh, memories from that day john a lot of memories i i i've never done i've never put together a golf outing before i started doing this a few years ago um was it a few or a couple i don't even know how many i've done now uh, and, and really, it's been a blast, you know, just just being able to meet new people and bring new listeners in and hear their stories. And, and uh, you know, a lot of listeners have learned about Iowa Catholic Radio just through a simple golf out, just showing up and hearing more about it and turning it on, which is a great way, as I've always said, to evangelize. One of the best ways, the invitation, the invitation. Mm-hmm. Come golf. And by the way here's uh, here's a new radio station in your life that's right you know
3: and there's a, a possibility for us to maybe expand something like that down into the southern part of the state you yeah. know, uh, another event so if anybody down there is listening and wants to help uh, help make the station better known in in
1: uh, the 105.3 listening area Deacon mark will be happy to run that <laughs> he is so looking forward to running all I'll, the I'm, details and events I'll,
3: I'll just use all your notes that are John taking and just, place you know cut and paste outside of well, this golf outing.
7: it can be preferable to actually golfing in those events like I did for our event this past May. I was meet myself. I was paired with three of our uh, beloved retired priests yeah. nice. and all four of us managed to find the water off the tee, <laughs> not once but twice on the back nine. Really? And it's always it, it could be a, a moment of humility, you know. You, yeah. you say there's no humility without humiliation, right? Well, um, I, I won't name the the names of the priests to protect uh, <laughs> every, every, everyone else in in our force because though, well,
1: I've never hit the ball in the water. No, no, no obviously never, not. Never. But we had a great time. Yeah, it was fun. Well, was you guys
3: fun. may remember that uh, King Charles the Third was crowned uh, in uh, in May. That took place. Sister Wilhelmina, the story of of. Uh, the beloved sister down yeah. in Missouri,
1: who was, uh, she, she was going to be moved, and they found her incorrupt. Incorrupt. The, the, the mother superior is the one that got the first look. Yeah. Uh, underneath the casket, when they were seen if she was incorrupt, uh, which she still is, by the way. Um, and did you hear her words? How she told the sisters I, I can see her feet, yes, that was it <laughs> no no it wasn't it was it was I can see a foot A foot a foot yeah. I can see a foot she yelled, and all the sisters started clapping and yelling and everything so yeah pretty cool have you, get, have you taken your family down there yet no no wow. I have not yet you' you're the odd man out in there I know room. I know there's a lot of people that have gone down yeah yeah no she, just, she's in the glass case still correct yep
7: yeah, so if you enter the I guess the main monastery church there uh she's in, in a glass case underneath a a side altar off to the right. Okay. So there's a section there for pilgrims who, if they want to come and they want to pray the rosary with the the nuns or, you know, the liturgy of the hours and whatnot. But you can, that kind of, I found myself looking in my peripheral vision over to the right quite often. Yeah. At that, uh, at that whole scene over there and thinking, wow, who knows? We'll we'll see
1: if she's uh, raised to the altars of the church formally. Are you challenging me to go visit her? Uh, if you want to accept it, I mean, if you want to see, I it might as such, have to accept this challenge. Yeah, now. you you will the week will. after Christmas. I'm going to the Iowa State bowl game with my son, that's and that a, and that's where that's Friday. That's in Memphis. That's not that's the wrong direction. That's the wrong direction. But I'm yeah. saying, I'm, we're not driving. We're flying anyway. But right. I've got some time at the beginning of the week. It's not a
3: bad drive. It's only it's what just is it? a couple hours down there. That's maybe it. Two and a half. Yeah, well, maybe it's three. I don't Make know. a fun day out of that. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that think it'd be worth it yeah it, it, if not if not then uh sometime soon cool. uh rounding out the month of may we had uh dr Halbach as our man up speaker we broadcasted live from st luke's up in ankeny that was uh that was actually the first time i hosted the show wow the very that, first that time? was the very first time <laughs> i hosted the morning wow. show uh I, I can't remember the exact circumstances i think uh people were sick it, look at you I, now w- i woke because up because you a- hosted the show yeah yeah, got yeah, sick. <laughs> yeah yeah no, I remember waking up to a text message and and Matt uh like who's usually like very like punctual with his text messages, yeah. it was just like three words, gonna need your help or yeah. something you know <laughs> or four words, whatever that is but that was sorry. pretty sick, yeah. Um anyhow so that was uh but we
1: closed unlike on Matt I don't show up at a radio station when I've got the flu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why that people yesterday. were there. So that's
3: just a warrior. I mean you can <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Just a
3: warrior. Uh we finalized the closing on KDLS which is a uh, big deal. Uh, uh, that was i able to say deal. those letters Matt. It, I think so. I we mean, I, I just at, did. So
7: <laughs> as a radio entity we own that station now yeah. so that's uh, the station that we plan to convert eventually to our our own iowa catholic radio programming uh but uh, this whole capital campaign that we've been talking about that's all part and parcel of accomplishing that that goal right what would next, you say matt months.
1: i'm gonna put you on the spot here what would you say is the biggest win for the work that you've done in the mm. last year what's the biggest win besides grouping everything together i mean like you got this we got this at the station hmm I would I would have to point
7: to that the acquisition of that full power FM station for the Des Moines Metro. That's a big which will one. eventually it's it's just I always thought this is the biggest single thing that we can do to ensure that this radio apostolate not only survives but thrives well into the future.
3: Mm. Number one complaint, f- you know, since the inception is the is the challenge with some of the reception uh, on the uh, d- three Des Moines area signals. But uh, this this will this is a solve. Yeah, in in the language we like to use uh, the EOS language. Yes. Sure. So, but no these, cur-
7: I mean these these stations are difficult to come by, especially in a market like Des Moines. Uh, they they when they when they become available, you've got to be ready to move yeah. and to pivot and and we we did that and but it had to take on a little bit of debt in order to get that done. But. Uh, it's what had to happen.
1: Well, it's it's by far the biggest thing we hear, right, is signal, 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 signal. How do we increase it? You know, we've been working on that for so long. But just right here in the metro, to be able to have a strong FM signal now that we'll be eventually moving to. Whew.
7: I think that along with, I think it was a, an occasion as well for everyone in, in the organization to sort of reflect upon how do we really accomplish that goal of becoming our name, Iowa Catholic Radio. And and this is really the vehicle which has kind of propelled us towards that because, you know, when you replace an AM with an an FM like we're going to be doing, well, FM's higher quality sick sound, but, you know, the AM, it covers a lot during the daytime. How do we replace some of that daytime coverage peripherally while it's been an occasion of uh, acquiring... Mm-hmm. Uh, or partnering with other stations upgrading stations uh which we've done you know lately uh, in in for 88.5 in Adel. Yeah. Uh we're reaching further west on the FM dial than we've ever reached before. Uh so so all of this has been sort of a uh an answer to prayer I think and a, and a, a jumping off point uh for bigger things for Iowa Catholic Radio to come. It's
1: crazy. Just yeah. crazy the just how big of a year this has been for us.
7: Yeah. And we're
3: we're only in uh, in May at this. Point, we're still so. in May, in June. The uh, well, round, any, I should make mention there was uh, two two men who were ordained priests for the diocese of Davenport, uh, Father Isaac Doucette and Father Dominic Wynn, as well as Dane Dickinson was uh, ordained to the transitional diaconate. So we want to recognize that. And then here in June we had uh, Father Jason Lee was ordained and Deacon Luis Cabrera were ordained for the Des Moines Diocese. Yeah, So that's a a great way to get the summer started. We had Deacon Omar Gutierrez here uh, in in June Matt and talk about that a little bit, you know, his show in uh, his presentation Rome beneath the surface. He's Unfortunately, awesome. I was not able to attend that event, but sounds like it was just uh, it was an amazing presentation.
7: Yeah, he's uh, he's gone all, all over and and made this presentation uh, with slides, pictures. Uh, a lot of archaeological sort of evidence mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you can point to and say, well, the church, it's not just a fairy tale. It's not just a myth. You know, Peter really was buried uh, where the Vatican Basilica sits. Yep, And Here he there's is. no accident. Yeah, And also another aspect of this was the discovery in the, I think it was the late 19th century of, catacombs you know during the reign of Pius IX the catacomb was of the popes mm-hmm. all of these popes and and just hearing the story of how pope Pius IX he had gone through so many trials you know losing the papal states you know being a prisoner in the Vatican uh, and not having a, a sort of a, a a formal deal with then the, the powers that be then with the the newly formed Italian state uh, the church seemed to be in shambles but he fell to his knees when he was shown the catacombs with all of the 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 tombs of the, of these of these popes and, and he wept yeah when 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 the when the man behind him you know who led him in there he said you know, look holy father it's not a fairy tale
1: it's real it's all real very powerful presentation yeah deacon omar was awesome yeah. really good stuff okay we we've, we've got to June
3: we got through June, yeah. We're that leaves six months to try to cover in uh, this time time frame tomorrow.
1: Okay, or, you know we'll get we'll get as far as we can. What uh, I forgot to look here. What what time are you on tomorrow? I think we're seven forty five. Seven forty five again. All right, we'll save some more good time. Uh, in the meantime, we are uh, yeah we're, we're going to be transitioning to next week uh, all best ofs. So Iowa Catholic Radio is not going anywhere. We've uh, I know you've been working on that, Deacon. Mark, along with Brady pulling all those, uh, and, and uh, uh, Deacon Tony pulling all those. Uh, we could uh, do we stuff. could do
3: a segment just on the some of the amazing people that have uh, willingly come on the show to talk to you, John. Yeah, uh, there's they, been some good ones. <laughs> We've had some good really ones. There really has been. It's, so. been uh, it's been a great year. People will want to tune in and listen to those
1: programs next week. All right, Deacon Tony, let's pray.
2: Hear in kindness, O Lord, the prayers of your people, that those who rejoice at the coming of your only begotten Son in our flesh, May when at last he comes in glory, gain the reward of eternal life. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us, protect us all from evil, and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I am John Leonetti Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.
4: Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died.